Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Shirts in Time. Just before we get into this week's episode, if you're not already, can you please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Shirts in Time Pod. If you didn't already know, I also upload the Goals in Time section onto YouTube, so head over there and subscribe to the channel at Shirts in Time Podcast. Cheers for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to an episode of Shirts and Time. This week I'm joined by one of my favourite people in the community. It is Kit King Dom. How are we doing, mate? Is it? I'm all good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. It's it's great to finally get you on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're a hard man to get. <laughs> <laughs> Been a long time coming. See, this is the thing. I've got this um I've got a hobby that I keep up with outside of like football shirt stuff. Some people call it like the real job. But for me, it's the oh, other way around. This is this is the real job. Anything else beyond this is just a bit of fun. Um, I, I, my employer doesn't take too kind, kindly to me referring to it as that, to be fair. But yeah, um, other than that, just, uh, yeah, busy, busy. But this is a, a long time coming. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, mate. I'm loving that uh, shirt behind you as well. For uh, audio listeners, it's a Sunderland shirt from, ooh, I can't remember exactly what 16? season, but it yeah, it's around, it's mid-teens, isn't it? But it's the Bradley Lowry uh, tribute shirt. It's a fantastic shirt, obviously, for a great cause as well. Yeah, cracking cracking shirt, cracking cause. And obviously been brought to light, again, for all the wrong reasons, but good to see uh, Sunderland fans and further on, um, you know, once again engaging with the foundation and just uh, showing what football fans should be. Yeah, I think that's one of... The- not one of the first shirts I had in my collection, but I think that's one of the first raffles I did was uh, that shirt. And obviously all the proceeds that I got, for, I don't think it was a lot. Like I think I've got like 40, I think I did, you know, on the raffle cards, you get 
you get like the 30 teams or the 40 teams. I think I did the 40 teams one, the quitter go, and I've just yeah. donated it all to the foundation. Like, so all helps, mate. All helps. Is there any other like charitable shirts or one off shirts like that that you can think of? Um, charitable. So, I think the highlight in particular causes. Uh, a club like local to me, uh, they their women's team uh, had their first ever shirt bespoke for them, which was uh, inspired by the suffragettes movement. So the the colour scheme was that of which the suffragettes colours are, are associated with, uh, and it combined makes it makes for a cracking kit. And they they did the launch down at the Manchester Fo- well the National Football Museum, sorry, uh, that we stole off Preston. Um, some years ago, but uh, it, it would be that obviously anything like that, and more, you know, uh, more prominently now, the like the her game two shirts, and not just off the back of like the lionesses' successes, but also the the fact that they're you know um, seen plastered on a on a lot of shirts. I've got like a a women's and girls only football team shirt, which has got her game two as one of the one of the sponsors on the on the yoke on the back of the neck, and it's just just good to see you know anything rise into prominence which has got you know a good foundation uh, whether it's access to games or whether it's you know highlighting particular causes or charities um and i know there's you know as well as shirts there's a ton of like accounts on twitter and uh wherever else that that, that look to you know really bring that to the forefront uh, and i think it's a, a huge vehicle for you know keeping it in people's mind's eye or you know making people aware of particular causes uh, and obviously being such a visual aspect, a shirt, and you know what that can evoke for people, I think it's I think it's amazing that that's used, and and quite rightly it should be, um, as with you know anything which you know um, promotes diversity and inclusion, uh, we see it now with rainbow laces, we see it with captains armbands, um, and uh, the shirt for me has has always been and will always be the main feature for a club uh, in its entirety, and if the reach can be you know beyond what a club would localized like would only be restricted to then yeah by all accounts do do it as often as you want for as many causes as you can um and yeah let's uh yeah use it for something positive yeah there's definitely nowadays a lot more shirts that are tailored towards for like diversity and ver- uh, various charities and stuff it's great to see because obviously if they're on tv or they're down at your local like stadium or whatever that's the first thing that you draw eyes to isn't it is the shirt yeah. or the kit they're wearing so and that's the thing even if it's not um you know it's not a match shirt for example and even if it is a visual eye saw like the <laughs> everton and it's like cov uh hummel shirts that uh that uh, uh, uh i think are they warm-up shirts the most recent ones, uh, they've not gone yeah. down too well no, visually yeah. for a lot of people, but there's still a stimulus there. And it's that um, irrespective of whether or not they're perceived all too favorably, you know, on a visual basis, people are talking about them. Um, and rightly or wrongly, I think that's that's the basis of any any kind of cause is to get people aware. Yeah. Do you think that they've had that in mind then? It's not the worst looking shirt, but it's it's definitely not is the it, best. Is it think... I think for t- that's a tricky colour scheme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think they've designed it like that so it does divide opinion and it there therefore gets spread around Twitter and social media more? Well, potentially, I would I wouldn't see because uh, they, they had the same kind of um, thoughts around like the Denmark like red out, white out, black out shirts, and it was like, have they kind of done this on purpose? <laughs> um, and it's like, well. 
either way, if it gets people talking uh, and that there's a positive reinforced message as a result of it, then you know I, I'm all for it. Bring bring out some more because um, it it can go completely the other way, and you could be talking about the wrong kind of stuff. Look at Fiorentina. It's oh, just like, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I, I, however, I don't think that was intentional. <laughs> yeah, I think that's not just for like the charitable shirts and diversity shirts. I think that might be a tactic for manufacturers in general. Just make a really bonkers out there shirt, just like the Arsenal away, for example. Like, what is the design idea behind that? Is it just to get people talking about it, and get 100%. more sales, get more eyes on it? Yeah. I think, um, and I, like, I'm a bit of a traditionalist in that if you've got your home shirt, which should be, you know, traditional colours, beauty design, um, and then you've got your away, which I think should follow kind of a pattern of maybe up to three different colours, uh, and then the third should always just be something a bit mental um, to appeal to to everyone. Uh, and it's, it's, it's nice seeing it being so uh, circular in that, you know, we had the 90s where it was then a bit more like outlandish and garish and then it's kind of gone a bit, you know, it, it went a bit bit too plain for my liking and now it's come back. And although some of it was just like, oh, and you've only realised when you get a bit older, you're like, as I know people, you know, not in my generation have done, have said about fashion, is that, oh, we were all wearing this years ago. <laughs> you're not doing anything new. So now I find myself going, yeah, all right, I get it. It's a bit out there, and but I'm like, yeah, we, we were doing this in the nineties, lads. So <laughs> yeah, you're not doing anything fresh. And half the time, they're ripping off designs from the nineties anyway. Yeah, yeah, that that's come off a lot of times on this podcast. How football shirts and mainstream fashion are like they're going into the same lane, aren't they? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like a even like this buying shirt that I'm wearing, the the lifestyle range. Which is pretty much just a, a carbon copy of the third shirt, which is delightful, by the way, and uh, just without um, some of the applications. But they're, they're just tapping into you know more and more money um, and appealing to you know different levels of fans. Uh, it's obviously something that you can wear, you know, you, you'd wear out. You could probably get into a pub wearing it that would traditionally say no football shirts because it doesn't really look like a football shirt, but. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely that crossover that you mentioned. We've seen like high fashion houses like Balenciaga putting out boots that um, that look a bit mental, um, but putting out shirts on like uh, their version of shirts on catwalks. And then, you know, you've seen it um, with celebrities more and more now wearing them. So I see kids now more than ever, like in and around town wearing shirts. Uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I must admit, I've, I don't know if it's because I've obviously got into collecting and involved in shirts in the last few years but i'm totally i'm just noticing it a whole lot more maybe i think maybe it's because i have i have actually like got an active like presence in it so yeah are you a fan of like the uh additional stuff that comes out then like so say the the that buy and tea you got on and all like the iconics range are you a fan of like the extra stuff that comes out i think i think if it if it's like a new design then yeah i think if it complements or supplements um, like a route to supporting your team in kind of a different way. Not everyone has to wear a, a, a shirt per se. Um, and, you know, people for years have been buying like the training stuff. And so I think, you know, they're, they're savvy enough, these clubs and these manufacturers to say, well, you know, let's bring out a few more lines. We can gauge the level of interest. Um, and then, you know, season after season, it's become more and more popular. So I'm not surprised that we're seeing it more and more as football shirt, shirt culture has, has grown, certainly over, you know, certainly over the last 
three years, I'd say. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're definitely cashing in on it. Um, but as with you know, as with anything, you know, you'd always advise caution and you know encourage people to be sensible when investing um, in anything, and whether that's you know just fashion itself. Don't be going and buying you know trainers that you can't afford um, just because all your mates have got them all because you, you've seen there's a big hype around them. Same with you know uh, football shirt fashion or anything. Um, you know, you, you'd be saying to your pals, well, you know. You're broke, mate. You can't afford that, so don't go out of your way to do it. Otherwise, you're going to put yourself in some shit. So it's not, uh, it's not best. Uh, but I think, I think as long as people are sensible with it, then yeah, it's always a good thing to have as much for people to access to support a club. Yeah, I think FOMO is a definite thing as well in like the shirt. Well, in, in everything in general, but especially with shirts, especially like a limited edition shirt or some of these. I like to call them modern shirts that probably going to be rare in the same season which is bonkers to think about because of the yeah. manufacture like the mass produced they are but i think yes yeah, some sometimes i get it as well just looking at a shirt and i'm like i really want it but do i should i get it or is it just a bit of fomo trying to convince me to get it if you know what i mean yeah and we we all work you know we all do that uh, and whether it's you know um distributors bringing out like shirt drops and they've got just because they've got a ton of shirts at you know a, a slightly lesser price doesn't mean that you need to invest in it because we've all got those shirts that we look at in our collections going i'm bothered about that i was like <laughs> no but i can't be seen to now just try and ship it on because then you get labeled as being like a reseller which for some bizarre reason is a is, is a word for which people are you know kind of tarnished with uh whereas in reality if you've if you bought something you you know you're perfectly at liberty to to move it on as and when you need or wish to but it's just that it, it comes with those kind of connotations which people you know generally don't like for some reason yeah that's always i don't know it's always confused me why that's such a, a bad thing if you're selling it for the exact same price or even less as well what's there's no issue really is there yeah i think i think the issue obviously is that um, because people like to publicise that they've got kind of new shirts or that they've they've been fortunate enough to pick something up, um, then if it is that they seem to be trying to flog it for you know twice as much the following week, you've got to put you're putting yourself in the in the limelight and you've got to you know you've got to put up with the good as well as the bad with such you know public platforms and I think that goes for anybody using them whether or not it's in the football shirt community whether it's you know that they're in the public eye uh, or anywhere else if you're putting stuff out there you know bear in mind everyone doing it should have had half a bit of sense in order to be able to get on a platform in the first place but at the end of the day even if people are giving you a bit of grief don't make that much of a difference to your day-to-day life anyway so um yeah just get on with it and do do what <laughs> makes you happy enough to be fair is there any shirts recently that you've had FOMO on? Yeah, well, um, I think because it's been, it seems as though like I've been like completely overloaded with loads of decent shirts. So there's, there's a ton of, and it pains me to admit like, you know, like uh, even like the city, is it the third or the away with uh, the color scheme, which is quite, you're becoming quite common now with it, you know, being like a off white and then like a burgundy. Yeah, I yeah. think that's absolutely class. But I, just, I really struggle to pick it up. But I think uh, subjectively, it's 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 a great looking shirt, uh, and I've always had yeah, you know, I've always had no issue in saying, "Look, that's a that's a cracking looking shirt." But you know, some some shirts are a bit more of a struggle for me to go. Oh, I'm going to bite the bullet on that one. I'm definitely going to pick it up. 
Um, I think most recently, I think the the Scotland anniversary. I'm a bit gutted I didn't pick up one of those because I think it's beautiful. Um, but if I'm pretty sure one will crop up, and if it's at a price point that I'm happy enough to pay, then I'll probably end up getting one. But if it doesn't, it doesn't, and it's not the end of the world. So, uh, what was the reason you didn't get the Scotland anniversary shirt? Then was it because of the English ties, or was it just because you just didn't? <laughs> this is the no, full price for it. I just, I, I just didn't have the impetus to like. Um, as with most shirts, I never really buy them when they first come out, unless it is that I can get them discounted somehow by hook or by crook. Um, not to the <laughs> point where it's the, you know I'm in a pub and there's people who've got a load of them off the back of a lorry, or you know it, it's it's more you know being savvy if I've got any kind of discount codes saved up, or you know if I know anyone who works somewhere, then I'll do that. But um, very rarely do I buy shirts like upon release. The only instance in which I can recall doing that recently is this season's united home away and third only because i think they're the best shirts we've had as a club in forever as a trio definitely um and i i kind of got sucked in last season um to thinking that we were maybe gonna do all right so i thought oh yeah these will be great to get i'll be wearing them everywhere i don't think i've worn them out once (laughs) yeah that united away shirt that's one i've kind of been like because uh, I, I absolutely love it, but it's just the price tag. And then now I'm kind of fearing like, oh, it's one of those that is so popular and so hated at the same time. Is there gonna is there even gonna be loads left at the end of the season or there's gonna be absolutely none? So Yes. Well I think um that kind of ties in quite well. So recently on Talking Kit, we we were talking about that and um I, I went down to the mega store on the day that it got released because I think I tried picking one up off uh, United Direct, but I think um I think Pete Man United shirts had bought them all, if I'm honest. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, I went to go on it and um, I just must have missed the, the the lot that came out. So I was in the office and I thought, I'll just I'll just get the tram down to Old Trafford and I'll pick because <laughs> I wanted the long sleeve authentic. And I generally, I was, I was, you know, I was not take it or leave it, but I wasn't overly sold on it. But I remember looking at it in the store and then I remember having it in the bag on my way back into the office I remember just looking at it and it, the colour was slightly different to what I'd expect. I got home <laughs> that evening and I tried it on, I looked in the mirror and I started laughing because I thought, oh, I fucking love this now. <laughs> but, and it was one of those that I was just thinking, I, I really didn't want to like it um, or I didn't think that I would. Um, but I think that was, um, I think that ties in quite well to to this being the original shirt that like for a United fan, like the grey invisible one um, that, you know, you looked at it, it was like, oh, God, that's so horrible. <laughs> um, and because obviously we didn't have, you know, uh, the, the greatest game in it, which is the only thing that anyone associates with it, um, that a lot of fans are like, no, no, I can't have that one. But I've always had that like a, a real soft spot for that as well. So obviously getting it, you know, a, a few years after was was great to do. And I think it's I think it's a great shirt. And anything that's divisive and is provocative is, is perfect. Because even like when you're out, you know, people are... I love that shirt. Oh, mate, that's so hanging. <laughs> it's just like, oh, nice one, yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's precisely why I put it on. Um, but anything then that which you know uh, you can engage with people uh, to find out what they're kind of into and what have you, then you know I, I'm all for that. To be fair, and I think yeah, that uh, this season's away is uh, is is of that ilk. 
Yeah, to be fair, United's performances in it so far do me some favours for the end of the season, aren't they? Because it might be dirt cheap by the end. They might be giving them away for free if we carry on the way we're going. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, I'm, I'm not even, yeah. <laughs> I'm dreading it, to be honest. The past two weeks, so we lost to Brighton. I had a Harry Klopp shop on. I was like, great, Brighton fan. Yeah, and then... <laughs> And then you had a, a Palace fan on, didn't you? Yeah, I just had a Luca. Like, oh, oh my god! At least, obviously, now you, what you've done now is you've done the safe thing by getting a United fan on. So you're yeah. hoping that we we beat um, Galatasaray tomorrow. This is Jake here from the future, interrupting the the podcast. Sorry, I just want to add some context to what Dom's just said there. So this was recorded on Monday, the second of October. Since then, my laptop broke. United obviously lost to Galatasaray, and now I have man flu. So him saying he's going to break the curse, he's actually the ultimate curse. Back to the episode. Well, have you seen what their? I saw a tweet before. Their manager, their manager now is the the manager who was the Istanbul Besiktas manager when they beat us. Oh, they've no. got they've got Wilfred Zaha who loves a goal against us. They've got that uh, Spanish left back who's played for City, Angelino. It's just like oh, oh my right, god, yeah. and you're going tomorrow, aren't you? So yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, thanks for that. And it'll be raining <laughs> as well. So yeah, that's that's normal though, isn't it? So yeah, of course. That that'll be the the only good thing about it. <laughs> yeah, that, that going back to that grey shirt from the nineties. That's like a proper infamous shirt, isn't it? Just because yeah, the story and everything behind it is actually it's actually popular because it's hated kind of in a way, isn't it? Or associated with a bad thing, which is another bizarre thing that happens in this shirt collecting world. Yeah, and that's the thing. We'll we'll have um, you know infamous results uh, in shirts, and not just positively. There are the you know there are shirts which have got that kind of tag with them that um, have been perceived negatively. Like as we alluded to earlier, the the Fiorentina shirt. There can be negative things associated, um, whether that be results, whether that be players. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Palace fans would you know associate the black. Uh, kung fu kick one with not a very nice scenario for for their fans but well to be fair he deserved it um so yeah <laughs> any sensible palace fan will say yeah, yeah fair enough we'll let you have that one um but yeah it can be it can be literally anything that that you can associate like a memory with and i think you know there's there's gonna be some you know southampton shirts you know when they've got pasted nine nil off liverpool one season united to the next and then like it's you know, they're probably going to be like, oh, I remember that one. And then some little sick bastard will be like, yeah, I'm going to wear that one out. <laughs> which is which is kind of what we do now with these. Yeah, I think uh, Acer, uh, Football Creatio, when I had him on, he was going around, what he likes in his collection is like maverick name sets. So like players on the back of his shirts that you would not ever think of getting. And some of the shirts, like the infamous shirts, they're kind of like, if you see them in the wild, it's like, why on earth? Like, for, for example, United's shirt last season, the white one, where we got battered at Anfield, it's like, why on earth have you fucking got that on? This is yeah. nothing but negative and bad stuff to do with that shirt. Yeah, I think uh, that the the kind of name set or rogue name set is is always is always a funny one for me because there's nothing better than seeing a shirt thinking, oh wow, that's really nice, and then they turn around and you're like, why have you got him on it? <laughs> <laughs> I, and I've look, I've done it, I've done it tons of times. I thought it was clever by. I, I, Obviously, I've not gone into management or or scouting footballers um, because of the fact that 
I've had the likes of uh, Tom Cleverley on, on a shirt before where I've gone, he's going to be mustered, this lad, trust me. <laughs> next next England captain. I, and on that on that note, I have had Phil Jones on a shirt as well. Um, oh. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things that you, uh, you know, I, I think it was when I was a bit younger, to be fair, I was like just getting a bit of a role choice. And even when I was getting them printed at like Nike and stuff, they were like, you want to want it? <laughs> like, yeah, just put it on, mate. To be fair though, you got some years out of that Phil Jones name set though, because he's only just left like last season, the season before. So, <laughs> yeah, funnily enough, I've got I've got an old Evans one um, that can wheel out again now, which is good. <laughs> which is what we're going to be doing with Johnny Evans soon. Um, I'm surprised we've not brought anyone else back. I'd get Scalzi back in me without a doubt. Yeah, but I don't think that's the kind of ideas United get. You can't just bring world class players <laughs> back. Come on. <laughs> Uh, and he he took um, he took twenty two when he came back after retirement, uh, which was his original squad number score. So uh, that was that was like a nice full circle moment as well. Yeah, it did it did look weird though when he came when he came back with twenty two. I can't was it Ashley Young Ashley Young of all people had eighteen, 18 at the time. Young, yeah. That was another one I had on the shirt as well. <laughs> I think it was at the shit in mouth incident at about that time. <laughs> Uh, I've cursed the lad, bless him. I thought you were going to say that's the reason you got it on the back of the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to that would be a weird, a weird little accompaniment to put on a shirt. Uh, it, obviously, I'm all for doing the uh, the rip on Rooney's debut shirt on the collar. That's fine. Um, but yeah, a bit of a stretch if you're putting bird shit on your shirts uh, just to commemorate a certain event. Uh, get, um, you'd get a... You know, one of them blow up uh, balls, the balloons for a Pepe Reina shirt, for example. <laughs> uh, so that'd be that'd be nice. Some uh, shitty pants for a Gary Lineker shirt or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> or no pants for a Paul Scholes yeah. one. Yeah, you can just have your little ginger cock and balls hanging out. Which is, yeah, it's getting cold now though, so I, I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any uh, Maverick name sets I've had. No, I think when I was growing up, it, it was like, well, I was born in 96, so mainly during like the noughties for me. So I think a lot of my name sets were Rooney and uh, Ronaldo, to be honest with you. There's a few few gigs. Oh, I'll tell you what, on the uh, the blue shirt, blue away shirt from the 2008-09 season, I had Anderson on the back of that. That's probably as rogue as I, that's probably as rogue as I dare got, to be fair. I had the, the, the white um, from the um, cup fi- from the Champions League final. Uh, I had that white one that had Anderson on it. Because um, what I used to like to do was alternate. Because obviously, once I get, got a bit older, uh, and obviously I was able to be buying my own shirts year on year, and I wasn't too bothered. Um, I'd, I'd season tickets at United, so I was, was able to be going, picking stuff up. And I would always alternate where one season I'd get everything short sleeve. I would never have the same player's name twice. And the next <laughs> season I would get everything long sleeved if I could. Um, so I just have to. I used to have this cycle, and I, I think I just ran out of good players to have. So I ended up having to have some pretty rascal players. But I remember even being a kid, like I, it was more that like I'd see all the kids with like Canada and stuff like that. But I was always like, oh, I really fancy getting Kanchelskis or Pavorsky. 
Uh, I always liked a bit of a bit of a um, an out there. Well, not they weren't that out there to be fair, but um, yeah, I was always like, I don't just want to do the the common thing. Uh, <laughs> whereas, you know, I'm pretty sure any of the shirts that I got printed then, um, people they're not as valuable as the ones that have got like Bex on them or or, or, or skulls. Because I suppose back then there was a, a a litter of talented players, so you had a really long list. Nowadays, it's like one or two players and then you're straight into the shit aren't you <laughs> yeah i'm just looking at a couple and just for united obviously nanny blin welbeck um belena um Valen- <laughs> valencia seven which was cursed from the get-go um yeah ever wasn't too bad to be fair yeah cleverly berber uh and herrera obviously those, those are you know since become like uh, club icons for a lot of people, so they they've uh, they've aged a lot better. To be fair, did you ever have like a Michael Owen or an Obertan or a Bebe or anything like that? Or did you not go that far? I had um, I had an Owen, um, but I, I got rid of it. And um, <laughs> Gabriel Obertan, I used to, I, I really wanted him to do well. I thought I thought he was going to be one of those that, that went on. And like I had a um, Adam Yanazai as well, uh, forty four. I was just like, oh no. Um, but yeah, didn't he go to Sociedad and do, do all right? It's, it's certainly, you know, I'm sure he's making a better living than I am, to be fair. So I can't really <laughs> <laughs> but, Yeah, I've had some some pretty ropey ones. Um, but that's why I always like seeing, um, like, and I'll, I'll put on groups, you know, if I've seen a particular shirt and I'll show the front of it and say, oh, guess the player on the back. Um, I did one recently and um, it was the, like, the, through um Liverpool away yeah, shit, yeah. the cream one, and I think I had there was maybe you know twelve people in a group just all throwing guesses out. Not one of them guessed it. It was John Harkness um, until they probably literally were looking on Wiki, going, "Who else can it possibly be?" <laughs> Number twelve was always thinking, "Wow, that shirt would be worth double if uh, <laughs> if it was Fowler, for example." How many shirts have you got in the your collection now, then? In all honesty, it's one of those vague ones where um, I got I got to the point of like keeping a tab and I had a spreadsheet. But genuinely, you'll know that that kind of stuff is so time consuming. Um, it like the data entry alone. Uh, I was thinking this feels like an actual job. Uh, like I'm doing <laughs> admin for myself. I was like, I don't I don't need to do this. No one's going to ask me for a report at the end of it. I'm not going to get in trouble if I don't submit it by a deadline. In at maybe 250 uh, and then I'd, I'd sold a load off and then I've um, been steadily just picking up stuff but I've been picking up like loads more recent stuff because as I say that that kind of resurgence of like design um, that that can really grab people's attention that I've, I've just been picking up more recent stuff like you know past like five six years at a push uh, and because I've genuinely liked a lot of the releases that have happened over that period uh, I think we're we're at a really nice point in um, you know kit kit design or kit fashion um, that is so much more accessible to a lot of people. Um, it's just uh, it's a bit of a double edged sword in that you know now the market's completely saturated. Stuff that you were <laughs> trying to get a few years ago for maybe I don't know fifty quid is now hundred and fifty, two hundred and fifty in some instances. It's a uh, it's it's wild, but um, as we've seen with that kind of cyclical nature, you know, it does help ebb and flow. So uh, I'll just—it's a waiting game. Uh, I'll wait everybody else's passing interest out 
because my interest has been there since being a kid. So it, they'll all tail off and they'll all be on Vinted or whatever the platform will be at that point. And people are just urgently trying to get rid of them. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty of bargains to be had. And that's, you know, for me, that's part of the fun. And um, it's great, you know, once you've got shirts, but I think uh, for a lot of people, uh, and I'm not sure whether or not that's like a particularly bad thing um, in that, you know, the thrill of the chase is, is what people, you know, what satisfies a lot of people's needs and you know uh, inherently i think that that is probably a negative in that you're only looking to <laughs> obtain something and then you know a lot of the times it's then goes a little more underappreciated but uh, as long as as i say as long as you're sensible and you're not putting yourself in any kind of jeopardy by you know going on those little chases um then yeah you know have fun with it but be responsible yeah i'm glad you said about the thrill of the chase because i've had i think there's probably shirts next to me on my rail that I've had the thrill of the chase of. And then when I've got it, I've opened it up, I've took pictures, and I'm just like, uh, yeah. So you do, do you know what I mean? Just like the, the thrill of the chase is just so much better than the actual end product. And it's a, it's a bit of a shame to be honest, but. Well, that's a, it's a metaphor for life. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure obviously anyone in a relationship wouldn't be too eager to admit that. But um, it, is, it, is, it is the fun aspect of it. But I think, uh, obviously, if you've got like a core bit of your collection, which you look at and genuinely each and every time, you're like, I'm so glad I've got that. For which there are, there are you know, a load of shirts I've got, which are, you know, in that bracket. And you could take a lot of the stuff out of it. But I'd be gutted if I didn't have like a core collection. Um, and if in reality, you know, obviously people will throw the term grail around a lot. Um, I've literally only got one favourite United shirt and one Grail shirt at all, um, and the, the different. Obviously, my favourite United shirt is the nineteen ninety four to ninety six home shirt with Old Trafford within you know within the shirt itself. That's just for me the the pinnacle at which point I was really like really into football as a kid and was proud to be walking around with something. Um, it really that for me is the most like nostalgic shirt. Uh, and which I've said before on a couple of platforms, they are literal time machines, these things, in that they can transport you to a different generation in the same way that a smell can do or hearing a certain song. Um, these are, you know, garments, which for a lot of people mean absolutely nothing. But for me, you show me a particular shirt and I'll literally be in a classroom or I'll be, I'll be, you know, on a field somewhere with my friends I'll be pulling an all-nighter at someone's house or, you know, they, they literally will put you in one particular place as well as then associating it with a game or with a, you know, a, a fond memory of, you know, spending time with someone in particular, going to games with, like, parents or, you know, family members, friends, stuff like that, or even watching it on telly in those significant, like, tournaments and what have you. The ability that a shirt has to do that is something I'm really particularly fond of. Um, but my Grail shirt itself is the United away from, I think it was 82 to 84, um, but particularly the white that was the first time we had the Sharp Electronics sponsor on it. And yeah. we, won the, that we won the 82 FA Cup, so they brought out for the 83 season, um, it said 1983 FA Cup winners. Uh, and I was born in 1983, so that's my one shirt. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I'll pick one up at some point. Uh, I've had the opportunity to get it previously, but I've just said I'm not spending too much on it. Um, and again, part of the thrill is, you know, waiting for it to come up at a good price or a price I'm happy with. I think uh, when I had uh, Chris Hodgson, Hodgson's Hard, I think he was wearing that shirt 
on the episode. So I was just, so when he was talking, I wasn't really, I was just like staring, <laughs> just staring. At, I was listening to it, but I was more just staring at the shirt going, oh, Chris, I love you on that shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's class to be fair. If one comes up or if anyone's got one, you know, let me know. I'm always, you know, happy to discuss a price. Um, but yeah, has to be has to be one for which both parties are happy with. I'm not going to pay well over the odds uh, and I will get one at some point. If I do end up having to pay over the odds, it's not going to be too much. Um, but at that point, I'll probably be happy with it. Would you dare wear it outside then or would that be locked yeah, away? Yeah, 100%. Oh, oh, you, would, you would wear it outside? Yeah, yeah, it's a... Uh, Look, if if I'm gonna spend what north of what'd now be as what five hundred quid um on a shirt, I'm not just gonna have it sat in my wardrobe. <laughs> Obviously I'm not gonna be wearing it like every other day. Um but there'd be significant events that I'd like I'd wear it to, not like a wedding. Um yeah, but I mean like if United was. got to a cup <laughs> final, um I'd I'd wear it, I'd have no problem wearing it because I, I know how to like wash stuff properly uh i'd take it to the dry cleaners if needs be <laughs> but yeah the, i'd want that kind of enjoyment from it i know obviously loads of people prefer just to particularly with you know uh, more valuable stuff to just have it safely tucked away and to be able to you know look at it as and when but uh, for me part and parcel of um collecting is is enjoying it in as many ways as you as you want uh, and if that you know, encompasses wearing it, then, you know, by all means wear it. I love, I love like when I, when I see people out and they've got like an actual original, like vintage shirt on rather than like a remake. Uh, and I just think, yeah, fair play to you. It's made to be worn and they're so much more durable than we give them credit for. <laughs> um, I'm not like, I'm not going to be going like potholing in them um, or <laughs> I'm not going to be doing anything like working with wild animals. Um, I'd be careful with it. I'd be, you know, um, a bit cautious here and there where needed. But I'll be honest, if I'm if I'm wearing it to a cup final, if we if we got got to one, it it'd end up with beer on it or tears. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just uh, I just make sure I looked after it afterwards as well. Yeah, there's a shirt in my collection, the Nigeria 2018 shirt. I've mentioned it on the podcast a few times. That's the only shirt that I've kept the tags on as a deterrent for me not to wear it. And I know I kind of kind of a big hypocrite because I love wearing all the shirts, but that's probably one of my favourite shirts in recent years. And I just I just don't wear it in case anything <laughs> happens to it. <laughs> just so scared. Well, that's that's one that's gonna that's gonna stand the test of time um, because it was like so out there. People loved it, uh, and they then went on, you know, and you know tried tried replicating it. Um, it was still like impactful after that, but I think that was like the original international one of late. Or of recent years, that as everyone's gone, wow, you you are allowed to be a bit adventurous, or you're allowed to have a bit of fun. But I think anything like that, where if it's a shirt that like I do really love, but I, I'm I, like I'm remiss to admit it, but I've got plenty of shirts in my collection that I've bought to wear, but then I've also bought another one with tags on, just because I like having those in the collection as well. Um, but it's not anything, you know, uh, it can be it can be older ones where you can get your hands on them, but they're, you know, far less common. But the uh, Lionesses shirt with the iridescent badges has been like one of my favourite shirts. It's definitely in my like, top three England shirts of all time, um, just because I, I just love it. And the, you know, the iridescent badges, I've got this to wear, but I've also got it with tags on as well. So. There's a few examples of that within the collection where if I can, I'll get it twofold. 
Yeah, that's something that's never really crossed my mind, actually. I know a lot of people do buy like a duplicate version, just obviously one for wearing, one for safekeeping. But yeah, it's never something that's really crossed my mind. It's because I'm really cheap and stingy. That's the main reason. Like, It depends. For me, it's always a, it's always a thing that I find that people don't really like talk about. Like, uh, I know there's not necessarily really going to be a, like an end goal, but like, what are you going to do with it all eventually? <laughs> like what what does happen is it like a, an heirloom because like obviously fortunately and i've got i've got a little boy and he, he kind of he likes football shirts but i don't know whether that's because i've kind of forced him because <laughs> he's surrounded by them all the time because <laughs> yeah, <of> you. <laughs> exactly. um and uh, he kind of to be fair he does go like well so how much is this one worth now and how much do you think it's gonna be worth and i'm thinking what are you adding all this up <laughs> Um, I think he's probably got a, a better spreadsheet than I have. Um, just on the sly, he's totted it all up, thinking, right, once he's popped his clocks, I'm going to shift all this and just just get a nice holiday with my mates. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't really know what you know because um, I'm pretty sure some people's collections, once they're gone, I, I wouldn't want to be a, a family member trying to shift three thousand shirts. Uh, it's a bit it's a bit a bit hard on them that to be fair uh, i think it's bad enough when they've got a clear like your bedroom out uh, <laughs> let alone let alone a warehouse um so yeah uh, i'm not really sure what what my end goal is but fortunately having a little boy who's uh who's into shirts i've got plenty of stuff I can pass on to him a uh, load of stuff he doesn't like uh he's got his own opinion on stuff he he loves stuff i don't and and vice versa as well yeah, just be careful when you're near the top of the stairs of him if he's got that <laughs> spreadsheet of your shirts. You might feel a little elbow in the back. Yeah. So you you finally got that uh, 83 shirt, did you? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> well, it's that going down the stairs? Oh, that's my uh, future investment coming in. <laughs> One person there that that came to mind when you when you said about uh, like family having to deal with shirts is a mick i collect west ham shirts just imagine all these much worn west ham shirts and various other team shirts just going into that room and the cupboards and the rails are going oh my god what well yeah that's a big at least at least with his it's got to be an auction house that's going to go well we'll take care of that but you don't worry Whereas, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to be too interested in you know just my kind of bog standard replica or authentic shirts. Uh, I don't I don't collect match worn, um, not not least of all because like I'm a bit of a clean freak and I couldn't do with the smell of a uh, open. It's bad enough when you open stuff off eBay and you can tell someone smokes <laughs> in their house. Uh, I, I don't want I don't want it to be you know musty sweat from a game in 1997 um it, it honestly i've got a bad gag reflex as well so i'll just probably be sick <laughs> yeah that'll probably devalue the shirt somewhat as well straight away yeah, exactly. it's, uh, yeah it's match worn and it's got uh dominic from kick kingdom sick all over it as well yeah. <laughs> does that go up in value or down in value that way <laughs> definitely definitely down <laughs> if anything it's invaluable like it's not it's not got a value on it whatsoever what uh, like team have you got? Just United shirts then in the collection, and a bit of England, or is it everything? No, literally, literally anything. Um, and then there's there's stuff that like uh, because you you get associated with shirts through your like wider friend group or family or work. I was like, oh, he's one of them football shirt gimps. Um, so <laughs> that's just if it, if you're struggling on ideas what to get him, get him a football shirt. Um, but then I've, I've ended up like um, with with a ton of like international stuff. I've, I've got 
um, all manner of clubs. I'm not averse to having any club. Uh, I have just one rule I won't wear, like um, other you know um, domestic club shirts um, other than uh, United. I've got a lot of family in Birmingham. I, I'd be, you know, I'd probably wear a, a blue shirt. Um, I think this season's is actually quite nice as well. Um, yeah. But then some of their older ones are class. Um, Stockport County is you know it's really close um and some of their 90s ones if i could get my hands on any of them i would probably wear some of their old adidas stuff because it was absolutely class um but then yeah i've got i've got city shirts i've had a ton of stuff previously as well which have which have moved on i know that irks a lot of people um i've got arsenal stuff i've, I've got you know celtic um i've it'd be you know i'd, I'd have any shirt in a collection that is just for football shirts. I'm not, you know, I don't pigeonhole it. I know people like to refine um, their collections to, you know, particular teams or leagues in some instances. Um, but yeah, I've not got, you know, any restrictions. I just won't have anything that I didn't overly really like. But um, there's certainly stuff that I've got there that I've picked up just because it's, you know, kind of infamous as well. Um, I'd like the Leeds Tony Yeboah shirt from that volley. Like, obviously, I'm never going to wear it, and I don't particularly think it's like a great looking shirt, but <laughs> it's from an infamous point and uh, one of the best goals in Premier League era. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll take pretty much anything, to be honest. I've got, um, I think, the Ireland, the Republic of Ireland, like centenary shirt. Um, which yeah the the badge alone and then um the color not necessarily being associated with Ireland um but um we had Jonathan Courtney who was the uh, one of the designers for uh Ireland Umbro um from I think I think he said like 96 through to 2022 um on talking kit and he was um really you know I love getting people on like that who've had a hand in the process. That's why I always love seeing like um, Rob and Craig stuff at Spark. Um, uh, we've had like designers on before and I've engaged with people and just going through that kind of creative process uh, is al always really interesting, um, you know, irrespective of, you know, people's background and uh, um, irrespective of what club it is as well. If it is that, you know, something that's synonymous with, their club history or, you know, their journey. Uh, I think it's always really interesting to hear the backstory. I don't like it when it's just some bullshit nonsense <laughs> that comes out um, that it's, oh, well, yeah, this this um, Fulham shirt, this uh, kind of weird pattern is to do with the bricks at Craven Cottage. It's <laughs> like, oh, right, uh, do you know what? That makes a lot of sense, actually. And then you're like, well, why has Standard Liège got the same pattern? <laughs> It's like you've had us over here. You're not fooling anyone. So yeah, I think if it, if it's a genuine tie to a club, uh, I think again that's something that you know it is to be is to be encouraged for shirt design itself. And it's uh, it's always nice to get a bit of a backstory, but when it's believable. Yeah, I think that makes it takes a shirt to a whole new and a whole another level when it's tied in with the heritage or the history of the club or to do with the the city or the town itself. It just can take like a bang average shirt. That could just be like a bang average design, but then you tie in all that uh, history and stuff. It just takes it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, there's that for which is is made for the populace of of a club. Um, that you know, from an external point, you can kind of not sympathise, but you can kind of um, get on board with. Um, but then there's 
there's loads of associations that I make for particular shirts just because of personal reasons as well, whether it's um, for this UV shirt that like Ollie, uh, my son had ended up getting me and I was just like, oh, you've picked so well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things that you're just like, oh, well, I like certain things that, you know, I associate my own backstory with. Uh, I don't have to be, you know, um, indoctrinated by a manufacturer or I'd be given some lines from a market employee. Um, if it's anything that I can associate something more personal with, then uh, I will do. And, you know, that can be, it can be good and it can be bad. It can be bad in the sense of, um, obviously, you know, I like to play about on um, like editing stuff. And I think yeah. when they were releasing the the new Mexico shirt, the, and it was the pink at the time and everyone's like well why is it pink i i edited the shirt design or leaked shirt design to green as to what it should be um and and then it, it ended up getting made by some of these uh, not so reputable chinese firms um and um <laughs> someone had, someone had actually sent me one um because they ended up making the design um, and then someone someone sent me one and they post them. Whilst I don't encourage uh, that industry uh, and I don't support it and I don't invest in it myself, someone, someone sent it me and I was like, oh, I do kind of like that. Just that one kind of garment. But then I, I, I worried that that's where the, the floodgates open. But yeah, you'd be pleased to know I've not I've not since uh, been been buying anything bent uh, or knockoff. Uh, when it comes to anything a bit more kind of individual. You know, there's certain things that I like doing if it is that you can like get involved in um like activities with the kids and like I'll I'll pick up like shirts of clubs or countries that I'm not too bothered about, like this Everton shirt, uh, and we'll do a bit of tie-dye on it. Um and, and if it's you know a little worse for wear in the first place anyway, I wouldn't ruin a, a perfectly good shirt uh, unless it was gonna be, you know, that I had a, a market for it. Um and I was making bucket hats beyond belief then um, yeah anything like that that it's something that i can go oh well you know i remember having a you know a nice time doing that and just having like a, a fun little personalized gimmicky shirt within the collection as well so uh, i think you can have you know you can have little rogue name sets you can have little rogue um shirts within your collection as well there's there's no there's literally there's no rule book for it whatever what you know whatever makes you happy within that aside from buying fake stuff for me, um, then, yeah, do, do do what you can. Yeah, I was looking at that Mexico shirt then thinking, oh, my God, that is really nice. How haven't I seen that before? And that's obviously it doesn't why. exist. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Even that Evan, I'm not normally a fan of tie-dye. That Evan, that Evan <laughs> shirt is lovely as well. <laughs> well, look, I, I, there's these kind of things where, like, you, your ego plays with you a little bit and you're like, well, I was putting that out before anyone else was. So I reckon some of these big manufacturers have got eyes on what I'm doing. Uh, and like with, um, for example, um, like well over a year ago, um, I think uh, Tom from Shirt Union had mentioned about, uh, you know, kind of the reduced um, or minimalized badges or elements of crests as the main like crest on a shirt. Because uh, I think Everton did it at the time, funnily enough, on their third shirt, um, and it was literally just the tower. Um, and I put a like a concept out of the you know that disgusting toxic lime green um, shirt that we had. Um, yeah, yeah. United had, and I, I kind of just uh, got one of the leaked images of that, and then just put the devil on it. Um, and lo and behold, 
United have been watching me. They've got it on the third shirt this season. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think stuff like that is always really funny when you you know um, because we we talk about kits all the time and you know we do our own little things. It's bound to be that you know now and again one of these things is probably going to come to fruition and you're yeah. going to be like yeah that's because of me that. <laughs> yeah, comparing com- comparing some of the stuff that some of the edits you do into the actual shirts, I think they should start copying you to be honest because you just like. You'll do like a simple edit or like a simple change in a shirt, and it just makes it ten times better. And it, and it just makes me wonder, like, how a manufacturer who have like teams upon teams of people who have to check it before it gets released haven't seen it. It's just like, what on earth? Get Dom yeah. hired now. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. I see stuff, um, and look, I'd love to be involved in that side of things, but I think it's well best left to the professionals and like I've got an actual job so I don't, I don't need to but yeah uh, that's where I think I think um, that's where I do enjoy it because it's it's not that I have to do it I'll do it because I want to or because I'll engage with people and they'll go oh would you change this here on this shirt and you know so we can see what it looks like and what and where I can uh, I don't manage to get to do it with all all the requests but where I can and it's received well it's always nice but then a lot of the time they're not like not necessarily my ideas I've just facilitated um the visual aspects of it that's all yeah well like I say mate Adidas Nike other manufacturers <laughs> please get Dom hired <laughs> I think uh, well I saw um FC United tweeted recently that they need like a kit person so I was like hey <laughs> all over the road. Uh, I know you wanted to get going after an hour or so, mate. So shall we jump into goals in time? Yeah, absolutely. Just before we jump into goals in time, the wonderful people over at beer52.com have very kindly sent me a free case of their Oktoberfest beers, which trust me, when you watch a Man United play at the minute is very much needed. Just quickly, if you don't know who Beer52 are, they are a monthly subscription service purely for beers. They kind of specialise in beers that you won't really find in your local supermarket or your local pub. I think it's a really cool idea because it really gives you the chance to try a few beers that you never really would have had the chance to otherwise. So I know it comes up a lot in this podcast, the alcohol sponsors on front of football shirts, which I'm a massive fan of from back in the day. Oh, I've kind of got my own version of that now with Beer52. Because they've given me a link if for you, the listener, to use to grab yourself a free case of beers. All you have to do is cover the five ninety five postage. If I had to pick like one of the beers from the case to be on the front sponsor of a shirt, it would be the Two All Lager. I found it a really drinkable lager compared to some of the big brand stuff. And if lighter beers aren't really your thing, well, guess what? They offer like a dark case as well. So when you use the link www.beer52.com forward slash shirts, it gives you the option to choose between a light case of beers and a dark case of beers. If I had to choose a sponsor for the dark case of beers, it'd probably be the Beer Loves Amber Beer. Yet again, a really nice and drinkable beer. I know there's a lot of shirt nerds who listen to this podcast, but guess what? There's also a chance for you to become a beer nerd because Beer52 supply a ferment magazine in each case, which gives you the chance to read on all the breweries that supply beers for this month's case. And if you're a bit like me and you love a little snack with a drink, Beer 52 supply a couple of bags of them as well in the case. If you decide the subscription is not something you want to carry on with or you literally just signed up for a free case of beers, you can cancel or pause your subscription at any time. So yeah, I know we've run a giveaway recently on the podcast, but now is a chance to grab a free case of beers. All you need to do is head over to www.beer52.com forward slash shirts to claim your free case. That's beer52.com forward slash shirts. You, you surprised me with your choice because I thought I thought you might have gone with United and it would have made well, it I a really enjoyable. I thought you probably had it before. Uh, so oh, I thought I will I'll never get it. tired of seeing United goals, mate. You should have picked United. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you know, obviously, because you're a part of Talking Kit, we could make this a bit interesting if you want. You could 
go up against Double A. Oh, I'll tell you his score. He when he was on, he scored. He scored forty five, which it's, Out of it's fist, quite. Yeah. No, it's like I top up the score, like how how far your minutes are away over the five goals. Oh, all right, okay. So he got forty five over the five goals, which is like nine nine minutes a goal, isn't it? On average, yes. so it's not bad. It's not bad. So, yes, like if you can get within a ten minute window, then that's uh, that's good. I've, um, yeah, I've not got the the most hope. I'll be honest, because <laughs> uh, half the time, especially if it is, it's um, like if it's I don't know what I've been drinking. What twenty five years? <laughs> um, so if it's anything like a significant event, usually, especially if it's anywhere past half time. I won't remember seeing the goal, <laughs> let alone what minute it is. There's a Chris Chats here. He he also picked England and he got sixty. So you can aim between forty five and sixty if you okay, want that. Yeah. Just a just a bit of friendly competition. Are you ready for your first goal, Dom? I am. Eighteenth of June, nineteen ninety six. Netherlands one, England four. And this is <laughs> that face isn't a good face. That Alan, <laughs> this is Alan Shearer's goal. Second goal to make it. Did he get? Two, yeah, he got two. Yeah, Was this his is his second one, one. Yeah, this is his second one to make it three nil. Cut back for him. It's set up for Sherrod. Three nil. Brilliant play from England. Oh. <laughs> So wait, it was four. Oh, Clive, was it Clive that scored theirs? Um, I think didn't we have to win by a certain amount as well? Um, what that, what age would it have been then? Like eleven, like eleven, twelve. Uh, so I remember that that particular tournament. Um, so you wouldn't have been drinking either, so you have no excuse really, mate. Well, no. Oh, you know, oh I don't. I don't, was, I don't yeah. I don't know actually. <laughs> You've never been to Manchester, no. <laughs> Um, obviously, but oh, who else scored? Did Sheringham score? I think Sheringham scored the fourth. Don't quote me on that. I was only three months old at the time, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got an idea that it was it was like around the sixtieth minute because I think his his penalty was in the first half. I think anyway. Um, fifty <laughs> eight. <laughs> Mate, that's a banging start. It was the 57th minute. Oh. That's a cracking start. Yes. Who got the who got the other? Was it Sherry? Did Sherry get two? Sherry so got, got two. One. I think Sherry got one. Ooh. I know Clive had scored theirs, but yeah, I'm not really sure on, on who that'd be. I'll quickly check if you want. If oh, if you're not that bothered, I'll move on. <laughs> But I think, yeah, like 58, 59 is always that one. Uh, I think that's just enforced by uh, playing fantasy football, that you, you've got that kind of deadline. Because you're like, come on, don't bring them up. When you said it's close to the 60th minute mark, I was hoping you were going to go towards the towards 55. So, yeah. mate, bang, bang and start. I'll take it. Your second goal, Dom, on the 14th of August, which seems really early for an international game. We're going with it anyway. 14th of August, 2013. England 3, Scotland 2. And this is Ricky Lambert's debut goal to win the game for England. Oh, what a header. What a goal for Ricky Lambert. And he's got... Oh, 
you won't have been, you won't have been on from the start. It would have been. I'm pretty sure. Oh God, I'm gonna say it's late, like late, ninety um, first, because I've got nothing else to go off. It was go the seventieth minute. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I can't imagine he'd have been on too early. But yeah, fair play to him. I think he came off the bench in like the sixty. Eighth or something like that. He scored Jesus. pretty much straight. He scored pretty much straight away. Yeah. You know when he, when he was banging them in for Southampton, that's when that yeah. was your third goal, Dom. On the sixteenth of June, twenty sixteen, England two, Wales one, at Euro twenty sixteen, and this is Daniel Sturridge's goal to make the scoreline two one. Into Vardy, Ali. It'll come back to Sturridge. Will it? It's in. I think that's where England kind of peaked at that tournament, really. <laughs> You're on mute, by the way, Don. <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. I don't want you to guess and just me not know what you said. Yeah. Um, oh, I See, now I probably definitely would have been pissed because they're not, obviously, if it's two subs have combined to make a difference, it's late on. Oh, 82. That was a 92nd minute, that one. Oh, that, that one was late. I'll yeah, take that 10-minute when... window, it's fine. Yeah, that's when Bale scored that, scored free kick, wasn't it? And then, did Vardy equalise? Yeah. I think no Vardy point. set him up for the second. Yeah, there's no point in asking you, really. You're probably too pissed to remember, like, so. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you could have told me it was anyone anyone on the world in the world that set him up. We're like, yeah, no worries. Uh, I'm sure it's, sure it's lovely. <laughs> Your fourth goal, Dom. This one would probably be our our favourite goal out of the five. Because on the 21st of June, 2004, Croatia 2, England 4. And this is Wayne Rooney's goal to make it 3-1. Rooney to Owen. Back from Rooney. Wayne Rooney is in for England again. Mate, that ball. Oh, it's that iconic, silk. isn't it? Oh, mate. I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember what pub I watched this in. But I think, in fact, I think it watched it in the footage and Firkin on Oxford Road. Um, so, that, yeah, might be a new segment. that might be a new segment for this uh, podcast, actually. What pub did Tom watch the football in? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. Again. So that, would, that goal was to make it 3-1 in a game that finished 4-2. Right, so I'm thinking between 60th and 70th, which is the point at which I would have been peaking. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's like asking me, like, what beer were you drinking? Like, I, anything I could get my hands on. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna, well, I'll take a stab at like 65th, close again, 68th. That one, well, mate, I'll take it. Yeah. All day. This has probably set us up quite nicely for this last goal, you know. <laughs> let me just let me just top this up. <laughs> what did I say double A got? 45. Going into the last goal, Dom, you are on 35. All oh, right, I've got 10 minutes. <laughs> I just hope it, I just if anything, if you can give me one from when like when I was a child, that'd be great. Because <laughs> I think we've quickly established that if if it is that I've been inebriated, I've got very little chance. Well, 
I wish we organised this beforehand because this goal is actually closer to the modern day than all the oh, rest. <laughs> <laughs> Your fifth goal, Dom, on the 29th of June, 2021. England 2, Germany 0. And this is Raheem Sterling's goal to make it 1-0. You cannot underplay the magnitude. Oh, I'd see now I want to, I want to say this is first half because obviously I know like the couple of like early goals that like we've had, like I kind of remember those like a Trippier's against Croatia or um or Shaw's obviously against Italy like those I barely had enough time to get a drink down there let alone get drunk, <laughs> <laughs> but oh Jesus Christ you have to get this obviously within ten. Oh, to beat double A. Sorry for the added pressure, but <laughs> so the first goal we've been there two 0 I remember thinking we had the look of it, like, like we had the beating of them early on. And did they have that like, kind of all black shirt on as well, which was nice to be fair. Um, yeah, the blackout. It was like a blackout yeah, kind of, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that was class. Um, so yeah, obviously, if I get it wrong, then I was probably just distracted by such such a nice <laughs> shirt on show as well, which is. <laughs> Uh, been the bane of my life. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, why do I think it's in the first half? And all of them have been late, so you've got to throw in like a twenty-fourth minute one or something. Uh, oh no! And I don't, I don't want to lose to to double A because um, he, he is definitely the type who will rule the roost uh, and he'll have it over you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I look. Oh, 26. Dom, it was the 75th minute. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must have been drunk, to be fair. Why did I think we scored in the first half? I'm a, I'm a, it was probably just the, the overconfidence of it in thinking, yeah, we're, we're going to do these. But, yeah, I remember, I remember, like, the I watched that. I didn't actually go out to a pub to watch that, but I was having a drink at someone's house. Um, yeah, I remember what room of the house I was in, but don't remember... <laughs> what, that, what time we actually scored? So I must have just been thinking, oh, we've got, we've got this. Um, oh shit! So I'm well out. I bet I'm, I'm out of um, Chris's as well. <laughs> you were beating them both, quick, and now you've yeah. finished on eighty four, mate. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, well, don't drink, kids. Um, <laughs> if you want to remember significant events, uh, significant goals. And yeah, just stay stay sober. Um, I'm the perfect advertisement for that. <laughs> that is definitely going to have to be a new uh, segment on this podcast. Though. What room or what pub was Dom in when this goal went in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I, I think I'm at... In fact, I think I watched it on ITV Plus One. So, um, <laughs> if anything... I'll put the goals even further behind for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. But yeah. I'd well, I'd, I'd, I'd do you a favour, mate. I won't. Uh, I won't tell Double A if he watches this or listens. He can find out. For himself, so. <laughs> yeah. Fair um, enough. Oh no, but that's us done, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Absolute pleasure, mate. As I said, long time, long time coming. Um, and yeah, I, I'm. You know, I'm sure we'll do something else again in the future. Oh, definitely, mate. For the listeners and watchers who 
might not know where to find yourself on social media, etc. Like t- your, your personal account or talking kit, give yourself a shout out, mate, and let them know where they can find you. Yeah, so uh, both across Twitter or X and Instagram, it'd be a handle Kit Kingdom eighty three. Um, for some bizarre reason, someone else has already got Kit Kingdom, but they have two inactive accounts. So I'll be right into Elon uh, and <laughs> and Facebook. Is it or, or Meta? You don't need, to, you don't need to. He watches this, so <laughs> um, just to see if I can get that release. But yeah, that's uh, my personal like account for which um like i do everything out of i don't have any like actually personal social media um i take up all my time engaging with like-minded people you know um perving on everyone else's pickups and you know good shirts that they've got which is what my accounts started off for it just then kind of snowballed and i got speaking to some really great people got involved in some really great events um and i've done some some wonderful things since as a result of literally just having a liking for shirts uh, so i'd encourage anyone to do that and you know uh, as you know uh, one of the panelists for full kit rankers on talking kit and being involved with clubs and um, venues and you know in and around manchester you know always happy to you know engage with people and would encourage you if it is that you've got a hobby like this you know speak to people where you can i always find it you know uh, certainly through points in which know everything else becomes a bit more arduous i've always got like a positive space that i can go to but if it is a you know uh, a space for which you know becomes a little less positive take a break from it you don't owe anyone anything take take a breath take some time out come back to it and then you know just uh, just look to engage with the kind of people that that you would want to uh, from day to day anyway uh, and it is a really positive place despite the fact that there is sometimes some little squabbles and shit that goes on i don't concern myself with half of that to be fair uh, I know it wouldn't happen in the real world. Um, so, yeah, if it's if it's there on a platform and you can put your phone down, you know, do so. Uh, it's not, you know, the be-all and end-all, but just enjoy it for what it is. And, and what it is for me has been absolutely brilliant for the past few years. Nice message to end on, mate. Thank you very much for coming on, mate. And hopefully I'll see you in Mulligan soon. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.